Here's a cool fact. A crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Another cool fact, you can get short-term health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans are designed for people who are between jobs, coming off their parents' plan, or turning a side hustle into a full-time gig. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. Get more cool facts about United Healthcare short-term plans at uh1.com. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. Ready to get 30, 30, ready to get 30, ready to get 20, 20, 20, ready to get 20, 20, ready to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month. So give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Welcome to Get The Table, another wrestling roundtable discussion podcast with myself, Adam Wilborn, Andy Murray, and Michael Sidgwick from What Culture here to discuss another burning wrestling issue. But before we get into it, if you're a fan of this sort of thing, make sure you subscribe to What Culture Wrestling on either iTunes, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts from for daily wrestling podcasts where we review Raw, SmackDown, and XT2, but oh, AW Dynamite, AW Rampage, pay-per-views, premium live events. We have interviews, more roundtable discussions like this one, and a roundup of the week complete. We're a good quiz, of course, on WrestleCulture. As I said, though, joined by Andy and Cedric and gents, we are gathered here today to talk WrestleMania 38, expectations versus reality. And let's dive straight into it, because it's based on an article you've written, which is available right now at whatculture.com, Sidge. Start with Stone Cold Steve Austin. The expectations is the glass is going to shatter in Dallas. He's going to come out for the KO show. They're probably going to jaw jack a little bit, and he might hit a stunner or two, basically. Yes, those are the expectations. And I think they are informed by the fact that if Steve Austin thought himself capable of working a great match, he would simply work a great match, and there would be a thumbnail confirming that there is going to be an official match. The fact that there isn't has driven expectations of a very lazy, desperate payday on the part of both WWE and Steve Austin. But you know me. Glass is half full in the uh, in the Sidgwick household, especially as it pertains to WWE. I genuinely think this has got the potential to be really good. Not 1998 Steve Austin, but 1998 Steve Austin was still thrashed. He still had to modify what he could do in the ring following that incredibly significant, infamous mm-hmm. neck injury. The man has been finely tuning how to do a smoke and mirrors brawl for his entire years as a megastar. Moreover... Steve Austin was incredibly great at angles. Not just matches, not just promos, angle work. This is potentially, and I don't want to remind you all of that horrendous song they did to um, herald the brand split being over. The best of both worlds. Remember that? No. What a bunch of absolute absolute geeks they made them look on television by doing that. This is the best of both worlds. Steve Austin was great at brawls. Steve Austin was great at angles. I think that this should be really fun. Again, not in a 1998 Steve Austin way or a 1996 Steve Austin way, but a sting in 2021, 2022 way. Less Shawn Michaels making a dick of himself in Saudi Arabia. (laughs) More sting in 2020 and beyond adjacent fun stuff. They're not putting this on last, I believe. 
because they think it's going to be the same thing that Austin did at WrestleMania 21. I've got bedrock low-level expectations of what WWE can do in 2022, but it's got to be better than Raw Legends Night at WrestleMania, <laughs> surely. Yeah, I think it'll be a lot of fun, to be honest. Um, yeah, ho- Hoping for anything more than just like a good time brawl, I think is a little bit silly. Uh, guy hasn't really done a whole lot of anything in the past 19 years or so, but if he can get backed into a corner, punched up a little bit by Kevin Owens for five minutes, walk around ringside, maybe throw a chair all over the place uh, and hit a Stone Cold Stunner, what more do you want? What more do you want? Yeah, exactly. Uh, the WrestleMania, it's uh, part of the appeal is the pantomime nonsense. It's been part of the appeal since day one. Uh, that's why this is going on last, because it's primo pantomime nonsense. He hasn't done it in 20 years. Um it doesn't even matter that, like, the construction of the feud has been the laziest thing they could have possibly done. Man shouts at Texas for four weeks. Man puts on skullcap. <laughs> uh, man responds to a guy responding to a guy responding to a guy responding to a video message. It's, it, it's been so half-assed, and yet it doesn't matter because it's Steve Austin in Texas. It's going to be hotter than the surface of the sun. It's coming at the end of a three-hour show, not a seven-hour show. Yeah. Uh, so everyone's still going to have energy for it. And this could be really good. Uh, It's not going to be some kind of classic all-time thing. I just want a nice night out at the pantomime with some stupid bollocks. I think it's going to be one of the most memorable WrestleMania 38 moments, without question. Without question. One more pitch of mine before we move on to the next talking point. If Austin's got a brain in his head, and he has, the man's a professional wrestling genius, he should do the Kazuchika Okada trunks reveal. Get, like, tear-away blue denim cut-offs... And when he whips them off to reveal the old, famous, iconic black trunks and then do seven minutes, it'll feel so much better than mm. him doing it in cutoffs. Yeah, whip the top off as well. Show he's jacked. Yeah. Yeah. I've got to say, I was a huge fan of what they did on, on Monday Night Raw with the, the Owens impersonation. I know it's been a dot, I've done a lot, done recently as well. Um, but I, I think it was just a, a nice twist on everything that we've seen. And like you say, it doesn't really matter once we get to Dallas and the glass shattering, once we get a stunner or two. Yeah. Uh, but I have faith in, like you say, them doing a little bit more than the, than the low expectations that some people have heading into this. Yeah. Uh, now, one of the things that makes this one of the most, well, the most stupendous WrestleMania of all time, Andy <laughs> Murray. I tell you what, if that word comes out of another WWE personality's mouth between now and WrestleMania, I'm going to compose a mildly disgruntled tweet about it. <laughs> well, we've got to talk about the biggest WrestleMania match of all time, official TM, uh, <laughs> and that is Roman Reigns versus Brock Lesnar. I think it's fair to say, in terms of expectations for this, this is the most anticipated mm. version of Roman Roman Reigns versus Brock Lesnar for a title, and it's winner-take-all, Andy. Yeah, it is indeed winner-take-all. How is that stipulation going to wind up in the on the night and in the weeks following the event? We'll find out. It probably won't, uh, is, the, <laughs> is the answer to that. But, like, oh man, uh, reading into this, like, it's obviously, WWE have sacrificed so much to make this feel so huge, right? With the, the Brock rampaging through the Elimination Chamber, which... Like, removed from booking considerations was an awesome visual experience, and I I had a great time watching it. Uh, But at the same time, it's like, oh, cool, you just pinned five top contenders. (laughs) Boom, boom, boom. You're a piece of crap. You're a piece of crap, too. I'm Brock Lesnar. Only my match matters. Uh, So, like, they've placed this thing on this almighty pedestal to the point where I think people are probably anticipating, or at least, like, WWE-minded folks will be anticipating mm. the greatest match of all time. Um, my caution would come from their 
previous few encounters that had that level of potential. Going back to the, the Seth Rollins cash-in match, which was absolutely sensational. A lot of people go, we only remember that match for the cash-in. Complete nonsense. Way before go back Seth, and watch it, yeah. Yeah, way before Seth Rollins hit the ring. That thing was awesome. They beat the crap out of each other. It was such a fun destruction derby of a match. That would be the potential high point. But remember, their last few matches on pay-per-view... Not so good. I've <laughs> lost by falling through the cage wall and stuff like that. So do we trust WWE to pay off on the biggest WrestleMania match of all time? Or do we trust them instead to go, hey, there's probably going to be another Saudi Arabian pay-per-view in three months. Crap finish. Bye-bye. Cop out. We've still got two champions. All of it was a work. I've, yeah, I'm going to be remarkably optimistic on this podcast. I've got high expectations for this. I do think we are going to see a barricade get broken. I probably will roll my eyes at the thought of it. The actual experience of it will be great. It'll explode, won't it? Yeah. If there are cynical expectations ahead of this match, I think they are informed, as Murray pointed out, by the fact that the last, basically they haven't worked a great match since 2015, and it's seven years removed from that year. Um, but there's just something about the, the, the Paul Heyman wrinkle to the storyline that I've got a fantasy booking spot in mind, which I'm going to deliver right now. It's all about Brock Lesnar. No, it's not. It's about winner-take-all, but the subplot is Brock Lesnar really wants to get his hand on that dickhead Paul Heyman for turning <laughs> on him. When he finally does it and floors him with an F5, Roman Reigns is going to rampage into him with a spear, and that near fall is going to be absolutely electrifying. I don't think they're going to do any thoroughly obnoxious booking, um, I just think it's going to be a, a, a title fight, a prize fight, a fight, 50-50 all the way. And the best thing I can say about this genuinely remarkably great storyline is that the problem with the dynamic all along was that Brock Lesnar was there and Roman Reigns was there and fans considered him there and him there. Now they can actually get away with a 50-50 match between Roman Reigns and Brock Lesnar. They've done wonders with the Roman Reigns character and I've just got faith from somewhere, <laughs> that this is going to be outstanding. Uh, moving on, um, the lights in the studio are blue, so let's talk about Edge versus AJ Styles. <laughs> now, it's a weird one, this, because I think it's fair to say that the build has been melodramatic, but there's also a thing in people's heads where they think, all right, all the bollocks that they do on Monday Night Raw aside, this has the potential to be a dream match, to be Savage Steamboat, to be, you know... Uh, Brett Owen to be, you know, Angle um, Michaels or, or, or Michaels Taker or something like that. Will it still reach those levels or is there a caveat in there? Oh, there's an absolute caveat. Greatly, there's a caveat. <laughs> I don't want to piss on anyone's chips. In fact, I might not have been pissed on your chips because a lot of people really love poorly acted melodrama. <laughs> you know what's ridiculous? Right, I'm going to get this out of my system right now before, I get, coming out now. <laughs> before I get more positive again. Mm -hmm. Right, you know what's pissing me off? in a major way, right, is that I get some grief of some commenters on some platforms about my propensity to articulate myself in a certain way, mm. right? I use overlong words, and I just did it as a bit. <laughs> Are you pretentious? You're reaching, bro. The idea is that pro wrestling is just not that deep, and you should have more fun with it. And you shouldn't write like a boffin about pro wrestling, right? I am a pretentious, biased nerd for writing down some of the words that I say. How on earth is Edge allowed to say mountain of omnipotence? <laughs> I've never written anything as bollocks and pretension as that, right? And I'm 
waffling and I'm reaching and it ain't that deep when I use my words. But Edge says mountain of omnipotence. Ah, oh, he's a legend doing the best work of his career. What a comeback. Uh, no. Best Piss work off. of his career. What I'm driving at in a very bitter way <laughs> is that there's going to be a great match here. Mm-hmm. And it's going to be not on the level of Brett Owen, not on the level of Brian Kingston. I'm expecting four and a quarter stars. And I think I'm going to take off some of those stars when Edge starts to do some acting during the match. I genuinely think this is going to be as cringe as it is great. Yeah, I think if there's anyone, and it's a bizarre thing to say about a WWE wrestler, but if there's anyone who would benefit from having a shorter leash creatively in WWE at the moment. It's Edge. It's good. Um, Brian Gewirtz back. Yeah, the guy can't help himself. He overindulges in these melodramatic things every single time out. How many times have we seen him sitting on a stool in the middle of the ring, staring down the camera, looking really intense with something popping out of his head? It's probably a really obtuse word that you should never say on television. Um... I understand a lot of people are into that kind of stuff. Fair play to you. We all have different tastes. I am accepting of that. It's my least favorite thing in pro wrestling. So (laughs) that's my concern heading into the match. I share that completely. I think it's going to be great. Don't get me wrong in the end. I think the end result is going to be something I am really going to enjoy. Mm. However, I don't think that we should eliminate the possibility of a Fiendian nightmare with this. (laughs) I think... That for all the anticipating going into this, WWE is not a match. It's not a group of people that sit there and go, hey, you know what we're going to do? We're going to leave the wrestlers alone and we're going to have a work rate classic, pal. That's not what they do. They'll have great matches. Yes, absolutely. But the goal is literally never to have some PWG match or whatever, whatever. Uh, I think there is a phenomenally high chance that they bathe the ring in blue light from start to finish. That they construct a complete disaster with giant mallets and veins that are so big they might explode, pal. And AJ being a pit bull or something, I don't know. Getting hit so hard he sees the curvature of the earth. Exactly. (laughs) See, Ed should say things like that. (laughs) I think think there's a a genuine chance that something like that could happen. I don't think there's any credible way of dismissing this as a possibility that could happen. Uh, Hell in a Cell... The Fiend versus Seth the Chef. Oh. Maybe not quite on that level, but there's some worrying <laughs> stuff there, particularly with this, I'm sorry, stupid and bad Edge character. <laughs> uh, I'm not saying it's going to happen. It's maybe like a 5%er, but 5% is still there. So there you go. Can someone not just give him a film to do? <laughs> it's the Edge paradox. He obviously wants to do a film. He deserves an Oscar for his work. Shut up. Get in the bin. He obviously wants to do a film. This is what he wants to do, I yes. think. yeah, yeah. But the problem is, he's so bad at his effective, ostensible audition that no one's going to let him well, do that a film. Vein's a bit off-putting for the viewers. Well, the poor acting's a lot off-putting for viewers, <laughs> uh, viewers as well. Look, Edge used to be amazing. I don't like watching him in 2022. I think this match could be a little bit cringeworthy. Life is full of awesome what ifs and some not so much, like unexpected medical costs. That's why United Healthcare provides Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans to supplement your primary plan and help manage out of pocket costs. Learn more at uh1.com. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot. 
we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition Smart Bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com slash awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. Let's move on and talk about the uh, women's title matches. Uh, Andy, when you see Charlotte Flair versus Ronda Rousey on a, on a poster, your mind obviously harkens back to Survivor Series uh, 2018. Mm-hmm. And there's a lot of pressure going on with this because this is, you know, for a variety of different reasons, a different Ronda Rousey, isn't it? Yeah, um, it, it certainly is. It took her a few weeks to shake off a bit of rust, and that's understandable. Uh, she has given birth to a human being in the time she's been away. Uh, she came back in on hit the Royal Rumble. Uh, well, there were rumors and stuff swirling. It didn't seem like it was on the longest possible notice uh, that she had to come back. So, like, any rust that she had to shake off on the microphone in terms of how she projects, in terms of in the ring, was very understandable, and I would not criticize her for that whatsoever. Um, but it definitely feels like she started finding her groove again. She feels more dangerous. Uh, she feels like someone now who wants to beat the absolute piss out of somebody. And Charlotte Flair is a more than willing dance partner in scenarios like that. Uh, if a match needs to get absurdly physical, as we've seen when these two have been in the ring before and in a multitude of other examples, Charlotte Flair will gladly say, yes, I'm going to beat the crap out of you too, however. So... I don't have a, much of a feel for the expect. I think there was a bit of cynicism around this match when it was when it was announced. Oh, it's not the Becky match. Are they going to do that I'll, next I'll, year? I was guilty of that. Yeah, I'll admit it. All of that stuff was going around, but I really think this could be really awesome if they just get, don't focus on having some clean, crisp, fluid match, whatever, whatever. These two are at their best when they're just walloping people, <laughs> and like obviously. Charlotte's a bit taller than a lot of people in the in the division. There's maybe some folks that she doesn't want to punch in the face or whatever. Ronda Rousey's a former mixed martial artist. She can take it. They can both dish it out. They can both take it. They've done it in the past, having a wonderfully intense physical showdown that felt scrappy in all the right ways. I Honest to God, I think this has match of the night potential yeah. across both shows. Yeah, I think this should be awesome as well. I understand that expectations are a little bit low, as you point out, because I think a lot of people just thought the Becky versus Ronda match was the match. The fact that they've not done it twice at this point feels like a personal insult to Becky's fans. As we, as we can tell from the reactions to a heel character, there are lots of them because they aren't reacting in accordance with her role. This is no exaggeration, right? Survivor Series 2018, the last hour of that show, incorporating the two last title matches was, I think, the very best hour of WWE television since the year 2000. Yeah, I remember you bouncing around the office about it. Oh, my God. Between the Lesnar and Bryan and Charlotte and Ronda matches, I just thought that is a vision of the future. If you're moneyed enough and you've got enough of an outward vision to get the best wrestlers in the world 
the best former MMA fighter in the women's division up to that point. You've got all this money and you've got all this acceptance that, you know what, we can get smaller, technically virtual, so guys, all in the same company, let's do let's do that and make it all great. Just felt like this expansive vision of WWE being brilliant in so many different areas. So I hold that match in the highest mm. of regard. I thought it was amazing. You know what, I think they can do it again. I haven't been impressed by Ronda particularly, but stars do star stuff. That's what makes them stars, and I don't think a star of her caliber is going to disappoint people on the night. A quick word on on Becky versus Bianca as well, because uh, this is a match that's carrying a lot of. I mean, it's 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 already happened quite a lot, and there's a there is a version of events that people can see in their minds playing out of another amazing feat of strength from Bianca Belair, and again the sort of recrowning of her as a world champion and in, a, in as part of a great match, but. I don't know. Do you, have you seen evidence of that? There's this worries. I think it's fair to say that go along with with Be- with this new Becky Lynch character. And I think they are perfectly, perfectly founded. And I think the expectation will meet the reality. What's the expectation here? No one's. I can't. Maybe I'm following the wrong people on Twitter. Maybe I'm reading the wrong threads. I've gone Reddit enough, so probably yes, I am. <laughs> but I don't see this rampant level of expectation. Expecting this great match or the culmination of this great emotive story. I just can't see it. I just think a lot of people are blah on the prospect, as you pointed out. It's been been done to death it doesn't feel like it was the the end there's a reassurance that comes with booking from like good promotions right where you know from the start that the destination is going to be great i've yeah. never felt that maybe that's my cynicism maybe it's the reality that a lot of people should confront this match basically does not feel particularly hot it feels like it's been done the whole magic of wrestlemania when it was magical, is that they used to do matches that they didn't do the year before, and it felt premium, it felt elusive. That absolutely is not the case here. The dynamic continues to be all wrong. People don't really want to boo Becky Lynch, and because she's not portrayed as a like a baby face, it just, it's all wrong, and I think they honestly are going to do a valiant effort in front of to a backdrop of near silence until they do the big moves that people know and like in the last three minutes. Like, I think this is going to be... This will do well to rescue itself with big moves at the end. Yeah, I, th- I think it's going to be a great match, but then when I actually sit down and think about what that would look like, like you say, I go powering out of the disarmor, for example, hair whip, KOD, one, two, three, which is, like like Sid said, the last minute or two minutes of this match. Yeah, the there will there'll be good crowd popping moments. She can do the one arm power bomb out of the disarmor, stand up and go boom. That stuff's great. Do the one arm press slam, all of that, and there'll be the come up in spots with the hair whip and everything else. Uh, uh, that seems like a given after recent angles on TV with the chair and all of that stuff. Um, theoretically, it's great stuff. Theoretically, right? Screwed out the title last year. Coming back, foiled at almost every stage, but you can't get away from me now, Becky Lynch. I'm going to beat you. I'm going to take the title and the biggest show of the year. Um, at the same time, I think Becky is... Uh, I'm not into the big-time Bex character either. I think it's uh, it's a little Conor McGregor. It's a little forced. It's a little over the top. Um, but I've been, generally speaking, I think Becky has done a pretty good job of projecting that she is unraveling a little bit and coming off a little bit fractured and the the bluster is there to hide insecurities and you can use that then to transition into a face turn um that would require a skilled pen however and wwe's writers don't always use skilled pens they use crayons a lot of the time (laughs) uh match quality wise is kind of where this comes apart a little bit for me i think i i do think a lot of wwe just people who just watch wwe will look at this and go to like a potential classic or whatever 
I'm not there, and it's not because of Bianca Belair, who I think is excellent. Becky Lynch since coming back to me, and again, I like I give her all the wiggle room in the world because she was out for ages, all of that. Um, I don't think she's looked great in the ring since she came back, and I think that's kind of an under-discussed point when it comes to the run. She's uh, I couldn't sit here and go, oh yeah, that one match she had, that was genuinely great since she came back in. Not one of them. I could pick out a couple and go, hey, that, I mean, that was okay. Like, the Dewdrop match was like a valiant effort, despite the crowd watching a sign going on fire. Um, but there are times <laughs> where there are times where it just looks like she's going through the motions and struggling to recapture the fire that she had before. Maybe it's the character. Maybe she's had trouble adjusting to that with regards to her work and how she imparts that on on her moves and everything else. Um, I have quite low expectations for this match as a result. I trust the big moments to deliver in spite of that, and that Bianca will have the title. It'll be a big celebratory moment. It'll be fun. It'll be awesome. It'll be great. Um, I'm just not sure the journey to get to that point is going to be the most compelling thing in the world. And it would have been nice if they just hadn't laid hands on each other at all after SummerSlam, and we hadn't seen this match before. Yeah, This thing could be so damn full of fire if we were coming into it and this was the first time they were going to have a proper match with nobody surprising anyone or or catching them off guard jobbing out in 26 seconds this could be the hottest thing in the world instead it's kind of just a match and that's a shame uh, let's conclude by talking about two of the most unpredictable elements of wrestlemania we will get to cody in a second but we'll start with <laughs> pat mcavee and austin theory who we're not actually going to talk about instead andy i'm going to ask you about mr mcmahon whether he's going to get involved. I don't even really know what the expectations are, you know, even are for something like this. Yeah, I have no idea, man. Um, we've had all the reports about uh, Vince being involved. He's the heat of the match. Uh, and he should, like, if he's going to be involved in somehow, of course he is. He's the biggest name, like, in the company, really. Um, I, I, I don't really have a, a view, like, a, 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 my finger on the pulse for what people expect from this either, to be perfectly honest. Um, I don't think anyone in their right mind expects Vince to come in and do a bunch of bumps. Um, however, is Vince really not going to come in and do a bunch of bumps? Yeah. I mean, he jumped he's off... Doing, yeah, he's yeah saying. he jumped off that platform for the bloody <laughs> gronk. <laughs> and that guy was a numpty. So, <laughs> um, yeah, like, uh, smoke and mirrors, obviously... Austin Beauty throwing his body around uh, because Vince, obviously, I mean, he can't, but that doesn't necessarily mean he won't. Um, this could be a really fun car crash, but I kind of laugh at it, car crash, rather than anything else. Yeah, I think the expectations, just to your point, are the, the, the hope, the schadenfreude hope of Vince McMahon actually stepping in the ring have kind of receded. He's no longer appearing alongside Austin Theory on television. They've obviously not done what was internally listed, that being McAfee versus McMahon. But, um, so I think the expectations are low in terms of Vince McMahon doing anything of note in the match. He's barely involved in the storyline at this yeah. point. In the McAfee show, like nothing happened. They just had a very friendly um, fluff piece of an interview. Yes, they humanized him, though. So. <laughs> there you go. That's what Twitter told me anyway. That's what idiots told you. <laughs> Hack, shill, co-opted idiot. Um, but I think we're going to see McMahon. Genuinely, like if you think about it, like they want to do a three-hour show at a minimum, I would expect. Yeah. And at time of recording, there's like six matches on each show, and like they're not going to be thirty-minute, like a Carter Omega Flair Steamboat Classics. It's like Johnny Knoxville and Logan Paul. Like those things are going twelve minutes, mm. I guess. So there's time to fill, and they could fill that time. Vince McMahon making a surprise appearance, like sort of feigning 
to sort of help Austin Theory, who's been helping on television. Austin Theory, being an idiot character, is going to unintentionally bump Vince McMahon. Huge shock. Vince McMahon is going to say, thank you for humanizing me, Pat McAfee. <laughs> this guy I've been tethering my uh, ship to is an idiot, mm. so I'm going to help you defeat him. And then afterwards, genuinely, I think, and this is not snark, this is not a bit, I think Vince McMahon, with the help of Pat McAfee, is going to make Austin Theory join the Kiss My Ass Club. Oh, wow. Vince oh. McMahon's 76-year-old ass. <laughs> Genuinely, I think that's what's going to happen. Toot, oh. toot, cheeks, oot. Can't wait. <laughs> uh, finally, Sage, we have to talk about Cody Rhodes, who, of course, isn't You ever seen an old man ass? Isn't on WrestleMania <laughs> 38 at time of recording. You're gonna. But... Um, but it's inevitable, it seems. Not pleasant. And um, <laughs> you, it's the funny thing is, is I'm going to pitch to you saying the 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 expectation for this is they're going to botch Cody, and you're you don't think that's the case? Nah, it's Cody Rhodes. He's absolutely fantastic in professional wrestling and, in fact, sports entertainment. I would love it if this is getting recorded before the go home roll, on which he's going to appear. The show itself, maybe not that particular episode. I would love it if he didn't appear on the go-home roll. At best, or at most rather, I would like to see him either filmed in the shadows in a pre-tape. They don't do, like, the cigar smoking because they don't do that on WWE. That would be cool if you just saw the embers and then it was billows of smoke and he could almost make out Cody and he could say, like, I accept or something or just wink. I would love it if they did some kind of thing where it's very obvious that Cody Rhodes is going to wrestle. Drive last minute ticket sales, a few Peacock subscriptions, whatever. Without him actually saying a word or even showing most of his face, just a quick little wink with like, just do the match graphic. He's coming, but you don't see him because I just want the surreal moment of Cody Rhodes making his WWE return at WrestleMania. Don't waste it on a garbage program like Raw. <laughs> Don't normalize it. I think the match itself will be absolutely fantastic. Seth Rollins has had a sneaky, fantastic year yeah. in the ring. And I think a lot of people aren't talking about it because it's been plagued by rotten finishes. It's a worthless storyline, realistically, where he's not framed as a star, which is the absolute opposite of what you should be doing in a wrestling promotion. Promotion. <laughs> I think this will bang. I think there's obviously time for them to mess up Cody Rhodes and to normalize him. I don't think WrestleMania is that time yet. Please don't show his full form until the night itself because I want that surreal, this shouldn't be happening, the wrestling mm. world has completely changed way. Yeah, I totally agree. Um, I don't think they would have to try very, very hard to make him seem boring on the night of WrestleMania, wouldn't they? Uh, I'd struggle to think what they could possibly... Mm. Like, even something like going, hey, it's Stardust, right? It would be awful, but it wouldn't be boring. Yes. <laughs> like, it would be a hoot to, to, to bury it and everything else. Uh, yeah, I mean, him and Rollins are going to have a very, very good match. Seth's had a very, very good year. Uh, I wish he would sell the knee a little bit more when it's worked over for five to ten minutes in the match. But hey, <laughs> beggars can't be choosers. Uh, I think the best thing these guys can do is literally just go out and, uh, it's such a cliche, but go out there and have a banger. That's all you need to do. Um, Cody doesn't need to squash him or anything silly like that. Uh, nobody needs to be protected here. 
15, 20 minutes, let them lay it out themselves. Don't let some dope producer get their hands on it. Uh, let them figure out what they want to do within the time frame. Uh, and I believe that they will concoct something pretty awesome. Yes. Um, I have high hopes for it indeed. And uh, yeah, can't wait. Can't wait for that mustache and dashing and mask and Bags. all that to be back by the end of the year as well. I think it all hangs on this this closing sentence you've written on the article, which is, if WWE are competent. Yes, if they are. It's a big if. Why, why is it even an if? They won't be. <laughs> well, let us know your uh, WrestleMania expectations and what you think the reality is going to be in the comment section or on Twitter at WhatCultureWWE. Uh, watch there. You can follow all three of us. You can follow the uh, author of this list, which you can read at WhatCulture.com. Michael Sidgwick at... M. Sidgwick. You can follow Andy Murray at... At Andy H. Murray. The H stands for Steve. You can follow me at Adam Wilborn. Follow us all at What Culture WWE. Uh, and make sure you subscribe to What Culture Wrestling wherever you get your podcasts from for daily wrestling podcasts. But this has been Get the Table. My thanks to Andy, to Sidgwick. Please try not to think about Vince McMahon's ass too much. That's what after I'm doing this. right now. But thank you for joining us, and we will see you soon. Contoured. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns.